Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. going on dmv you know who it is youngest in charge movement Linnell willingham here with you live and local on the team 980 and always streaming live nationally on the free odyssey app ride with me it'll take you up to three o'clock here on this wednesday edition of the burgundy in gold today if you're just tapping in with us buckle up we got a lot to get to uh before we dish the rock to the hoffman show I'm coming off the top rope right away because I don't I don't play the whole disrespect game in the media, right? I'm not a fan of that, right? That's not something I subscribe to and that I root for, right? Anybody who's blessed enough to have this platform that we have, man, and get to whether you're on radio, whether you're in TV, there's a responsibility to me that you hold once you get in a position like this, right? To give good, fair honest, accurate evaluations and your opinions, right? Your opinions, first and foremost, are what matters. That's what sells in this industry. Now, over the weekend, the Washington Commanders slam dunk move of the offseason. Uh, they're able to ink former Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy to a long-term deal, making him the team's next offensive coordinator and assistant head coach. Uh, this this move for EB, a lot of folks are calling it a lateral move. To me, if you know anything about the way the National Football League works, this is a slam dunk move for not only the Washington Commanders, but for Eric Bieniemy as well, right? Clearly in Kansas City, the level of autonomy that he had, so to speak, wasn't enough in some folks' eyes for him to get a head coaching job, right? But that's not even... That's not even the point for me. I said I don't do the disrespect in this media game, right? And the past couple of days, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's been uh, on other social media apps, whether it's been on TV with some of your favorite ESPN shows and NFL Network shows and Fox Sports 1 shows, there's been a lot of blowback on the hire of Eric Bieniemy. Not because... They feel like he should be a head coach. But because they feel like the job here in Washington 
is a step back for Eric Bieniemy. Folks saying that it doesn't make any sense as to why he would covet this job. I'll go back to it and I'll say it again, and this will be my my theme for today's show. If you're blessed with the ability to have this platform, don't take it for granted. Mean what you say, say what you mean, and stand on it every single time. You all probably know what I'm referring to. The audio that's made its rounds here in the past 48 hours. Former Philadelphia Eagles and Kansas City Chiefs running back LaShawn McCoy uh, was on Speak. Uh, he's one of the hosts of Speak on Fox Sports 1. Uh, comes on every day at around, what is it, like noon Eastern time when Speak plays after the after Colin Cowherd or after First Things First, whatever the hell it matters, point blank. Clearly, if I don't know what time your show comes on, your show's probably not that damn good. But that's here nor there. Here is LaShawn McCoy speaking yesterday, I believe it was, on the hiring of Eric Bieniemy here in Washington. Take a listen. What's his value? What makes him a good officer coordinator? See, the problem is a lot of these people that go on social media, oh, he should be the guy for the job. They haven't played there. They're not in the locker room. I've been in the rooms where he's coaching, and he has nothing to do with the pass game at all, right? When the plays are, are designed, that's Andy Reid. When you talk about officer coordinators, I can tell you what makes Brian Dayball with the Giants a very, very good coordinator. I can tell you with Andy Reid or Doug Peterson. But when I asked about um, Eric Bieniemy, what makes him good? When we watch the film of practices and we correct the, the, the wide receivers, the running backs, the, the quarterbacks, he doesn't talk in there. Andy Reid talks in there. Mm. He may say things to the running back because he's an ex-running back coach. I get that. But he has no real responsibility. Now you go from the Chiefs, where you can hide behind Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid. Then you, then you go to the, the Washington, where you got to call plays. You got to run the meetings. You got to run the installs. And last issue I have with him is, what makes Andy Reid so great, not the call, the, the play calls, which we see that, which, I mean, that's one of it. But the other thing is, like, adapting to the players. Well, being in me, he's my first practice. I couldn't believe it. He's dog coaching. He's dog cussing the players. I'm like, and not just the regular players, Kelsey, you know, you know, other players. So it's like, it's hard for me. I'm rooting for him because he's a black coach, and I love to see black coaches win. Also, he's a running back coach. Running back coaches don't never get a chance to be True. office coordinators. The yep. last one was, like, Anthony Lynn. So I want that to, 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 to do well for him. But if I got to do my job, to be honest, my thing is just where is the true value at? Is it then, is it have anything to do with him being black in your opinion? Obviously, uh, you ain't Roger Goodell. You don't uh, know. No. You know what? Absolutely I mean, Mike, not. I don't need to but, hear it from Emmanuel, Emmanuel Acho. He's just as stupid as LaShawn McCoy's ass. That's uh, LaShawn McCoy from Speak on FS1. Speaking about the hiring of Eric Bieniemy, and I'm very short-fused when it comes to stuff like that, right? Because to me, one thing I was told growing up costs nothing to respect somebody, right? Respect is earned as well. So the fact that Eric Bieniemy has been a coach in this league for as long as he has, and he was a coach uh, of LaShawn McCoy, I'm thinking there should be a respect there that's gained uh, from working with this guy. And clearly based off of the way Shady McCoy is talking, not only is there no respect from him to Eric Bieniemy, does he even have respect for him damn self? Think about this. Think about this. LaShawn McCoy has been out of football since 2020. That was the last year that he played, age 32. We know LaShawn McCoy's numbers in 2020 with the Tampa Bay Bucks: 31 yards rushing on 10 carries, right? Three receptions for 15 yards. So not a lot of production 
for LaShawn McCoy, really dating all the way back to 2017 in his second to last year in Buffalo. That's the last time LaShawn McCoy's ass has been relevant. This is the thing I get frustrated with. This is what I get bothered about. I said it at the top. We are blessed to be given these platforms to go on and speak and give our opinion. If I had never heard anything about LaShawn McCoy before and I turned on that clip, I'd think he's a sorry-ass hater. Point blank, period. I think it's trifling that he's got the gall, the kahunas, to get up there on national television and try and question Eric Bieniemy's competency as an offensive coordinator. Are you kidding me? Where have you been the last five seasons, Shady? Are we for real? This man has been the offensive coordinator of the NFL's most prolific offense for the past five seasons. I don't give a damn if he's not the one calling plays. I can give a rat's you-know-what if he's not the one leading the meeting. He's a part of it. It doesn't happen without him. And that's not just from me being an Eric Bieniemy backer. Those are the, the, the sentiments echoed by other players that have played for Eric Bieniemy. Jamal Charles has come out since and spoke positively on the behalf of Eric Bieniemy. Travis Kelsey has since come out and spoke positively on Eric Bieniemy. Tyreek Hill has even come out and laughed about it. He was at and Shady McCoy all day yesterday on Twitter. I just can't respect, and not only is this disrespectful, but to me, it, it all of a sudden completely tarnishes the credibility of anything LaShawn McCoy says. And that's sad. That's sad. Because think about it. He should have credibility, right? 12-year NFL career. Twice he's been all pro. Pro bowler. He's led the league in rushing before. He's led the league in touchdowns before. This is a guy whose career, before he got to Kansas City, was as decorated as they come. He is arguably one of the top five to seven backs from 2010 on. Right? I don't think anybody would argue with me on that. There's a clear argument to be made. LaShawn McCoy from 2010 all the way to 2017 was one of the top five to seven backs in the National Football League. Make no mistake about it. But all that, all that means nothing to me when you go up and use your platform to try to tarnish the name and credibility and reputation of not just another coach, but to me, I'm frustrated because it's another black man. When are we going to stick with each other for what's instead of trying to tear each other down? This is a situation, and I'll continue to say this all show long. Hell, I'll tweet at LaShawn McCoy if that's what it takes. You have no credibility with me now. Because you thought it was a good idea to go try and question this man's competency as an OC? Now I'm questioning your competency as a sports analyst. Now I'm questioning your competency as a media personality. That's what I'm saying, man. This game is dangerous. It's dangerous and it's dirty. And here's why. Y'all tease me all the time about being a shock jock. I stand on every last word that I say when I'm on these airwaves. Can LaShawn McCoy say the same? Can LaShawn McCoy feel good and rest his head peacefully at night knowing that he goes to work with an agenda? See, that's the difference between me and a lot of other folks. I don't have no cut cards. I don't have no hidden agenda. This is who the hell I am, and you're going to get it every time I get up here. 
I don't got no points to prove. I'm not bitter. I'm not scorned. All those adjectives can be used to describe LaShawn McCoy based on the way he's talking about Eric Bieniemy. And the sad part about it is, like I said, he retired in 2020. He's been digging and scratching and clawing ever since that season ended to become relevant again. Think about it. When the last time we heard from LaShawn McCoy? He tried to do the whole I Am Athlete podcast bit. They booted him off of there. Now he's on FS1 spewing this nonsense. We got to be careful who we give these platforms to, man. A lot of these big-time corporate bosses think it's a damn good idea to go out and give a job to a former player because he's been through it before. He's credible. We give a damn about that. I want the real. I want what's truth. I want unbiased commentary, and I want your opinion. This isn't opinion. This is blasphemy. This is him clearly having a vendetta and a gripe against Eric Bieniemy, and he tries to tear him down. But that's been LaShawn McCoy's claim to fame in the media game. He was a damn good running back. I tell you that. He was. But he sucks as an analyst. He sucks. What the hell does LaShawn McCoy know about offense? Come on, man. Think about why the last time we heard about LaShawn McCoy. Eminem, you remember the last time we heard from LaShawn McCoy this season? It was about his rant on Dak Prescott on national television saying that he was buns. He sucks. Now, yes, Dak Prescott had a less than stellar season this year. Can't disagree with that. But to say the man sucks is speaking of hyperboles, and that's how he does the job. LaShawn McCoy and everybody over at Fox Sports 1 is nothing but clickbait. They're not worth the damn chairs that they sit in, including his damn co-host, Emmanuel Acho. He had some interesting things to say about Eric Bieniemy as well. Not all money is good money. Why would you go from Patrick Mahomes, who is a consensus top five quarterback in the history of the National Football League, to a quarterback in Sam Howell who has one start under his belt in his career? Mm-hmm. Sam Howell was great as a sophomore at North Carolina. I watched them intensely because my former head coach, Hall of Fame college football head coach, is he head coach at the University of North Carolina, coached Sam Howell in college. Had a great sophomore year. But his junior year, completion percentage went down. Touchdowns went down. Interceptions went up. Now, he did lose his beast of running backs to the National Football League. But Sam Howell has one career start in the mm-hmm. NFL. And you going from Patrick Mahomes, who got more Super Bowl MVPs than Sam Howell has NFL starts. Talk to him. Like, let's, let's put this in Talk context, y'all. Yeah. Pat Mahomes has more MVPs in the Super Bowl than <laughs> Sam Howell has career starts, yeah. and you going to tell me that's an upgrade? No, yeah. no, 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 no. Do not try to sell me some sort of fool's gold. I watch too much football to know that. Congrats on Eric Bannamy for getting more paper. But, Shady, what you know about paper, what I've learned about paper, not all money is good money. It's Emmanuel Acho uh, on Fox Sports 1. He's one of the hosts on Speak, uh, this show on Fox Sports 1. Not highly rated, probably. I'm sure I, I don't you know, take time out of my day to watch because it sucks. He's not a good analyst. LaShawn McCoy's not a good analyst. I, I'll go back to what I said, though, because I don't blame Emmanuel Acho. I blame the people that are in charge of Emmanuel Acho that gave him this platform, right? In today's age of this sports media and this platform that we have, everybody loves the former athlete. What I found out when doing some research on Emmanuel Acho is they care so much about the former professional athlete that they don't even care if he was good or not. Because guess what? As decorated as LaShawn McCoy was, he was one of the best backs in football for a five- to seven-year stretch. 
I'm not questioning LaShawn McCoy's competency as an analyst when it comes to football. I just think he makes some outlandish takes to try to get clickbait, so to speak. But Emmanuel Acho, you better get down on your damn knees right now and put your hands together and pray to the Lord every morning you wake up and get to go sit on that desk at Fox Sports 1. Two seasons in the National Football League, and you have 33 combined tackles? Yet you can come up here and speak about the competency of Eric Bieniemy, And you can speak about him turning down money? Come on, man. Come on. It's, it's baseless what you're saying. It's baseless as to what you're saying. And this is the problem that I continue to have. But let me make this very clear. It's not Emmanuel Acho that I have the problem with. It's the big wigs over at Fox Sports 1 who is ruining this medium and this platform that we have. Sports media isn't about going out and giving the brashest takes and getting clickbait and getting reactions. It's about credible folks who have been there in the locker room before and have experienced things giving their personal testimony and opinions on certain situations based on what they've been through. The only thing Emmanuel Acho should be commenting on is how to be a damn bum. You've had 31 tackles in two years in the National Football League. First of all, I only played two years in the National Football League. I got a cousin who's the defensive coordinator over at Dr. Henry A. Wise in PG County. He was the head coach at Northwest High School in Montgomery County. He played two damn seasons in the NFL. Why didn't he have a job on Fox Sports 1? It's ridiculous, man. It's talking about all money ain't good money. Do I even have to waste my time and explain to y'all? Because I'm sure all my, all my colleagues have done the legs work already for me. It was never about money with Eric Bieniemy as to why he took the job here in Washington. It was never about money. Is he going to get more money as a result of his promotion? Yes. But the key word as to why he left was the word I just used, and that is promotion. Eric Bieniemy, for the last five seasons, has been the offensive coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs. He's also doubled as the team's running backs coach. When he comes here to Washington for the first time in Eric Bieniemy's career, as storied of a career as he's had, for the first time in his career, he's going to be given the opportunity to pick his own staff without anybody else looking over his shoulder, without anybody else judging his decisions. It's on him next year. That's why Eric Bieniemy made the choice to come to Washington because he's trying to bet on him. He's got a goal of being a head coach one day in the National Football League, and he felt like the best move for him and his family was to come to Washington. So if anybody has anything negative to say about that and has any dirt to throw in the name of Eric Bieniemy, come on, man. I don't even got to get X-rated for y'all. You understand how I feel about you. It's nasty. It's slimy. It's a crabs in a barrel mentality, man. Everybody climbing and stepping on top of each other trying to make it out. Emmanuel Acho, LaShawn McCoy, you'll become beast in the sports media game if you just be your damn self and just be authentic. That's all we ask. Because I can't sit up here anymore and listen to the stupid stuff that they spew out of their mouth. And I hate that I'm bashing the show and everybody else is on the show. Joy Taylor does a hell of a job. Love me some Joy Taylor. But the two clowns she got to sit with on a daily basis, holy crap. Holy crap, man. This is, whoo. I'm off my soapbox now. We'll take a quick time out. When we come back, uh, we got a lot to get to. Uh, our man, Doug Farrar, who writes for USA Today's Touchdown Wire, he's set to join us uh, in the 1 o'clock hour. Doug will 
Talk to us about the potential fit of Eric Bieniemy's offense here in Washington and what players can stand to benefit from Eric Bieniemy uh, coming here to Washington. That's coming up at 1 o'clock. We, we'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, uh, we'll hear from Arif Hassan of the Pro Football Network. He joined the B. Mitch and Finley program last week and had some very interesting things to say about how he thinks Sam Howe I will fit into this Eric Bieniemy offense. That's next here on the Team 980. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. We've been together it's like a marriage. The bottom line, we got to make it work. I'm just telling you what we're going through my mind because that last play was clearly a bust. What are you calling the huck? I'm going to tell you what I'm thinking, okay? Tiger, tiger, what are you calling the huck? What are you calling the huck? It's all right. What did he call the huck? All right, whatever. What did he call the huck? All right, I'm telling you what I was thinking, man. Okay? I don't care what you were thinking. What did he call it? All right. What did he call I don't know. He can cuss me out. I swear I have to say, man, maybe five, ten seconds. It's Adrian Peterson and Eric Bieniemy, the new offensive coordinator for your Washington Commanders, with a little back and forth uh, discussion back in the day. That was when Bieniemy was the running backs coach in Minnesota with Adrian Peterson. And guess what? Look at Adrian Peterson, like the man he is. He's able to take coach at Eminem. Holy cow! Who would have thought that a great player, one of the best of all time, could take constructive criticism from his head coach? Man, I didn't know that existed. I did not know that that exists. It's the Burgundy and Gold today. Team 980 always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. Youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham, taking you up to 3 o'clock before we dish the rock to the Hoffman Show. We opened up talking about Eric Bieniemy and the comments that were made by LaShawn McCoy and Emmanuel Acho on their show Speak uh, over on Fox Sports 1. Just a bunch of blasphemy. I can't even believe uh, that both of those two idiots – uh, had the stones to go up there and attack another black man like that. But it is what it is. Uh, we'll move past it. They don't get too much run uh, on this program because that's exactly what they want. They, they speak out and say dumb things like that to get the reaction that they've been getting. So I ain't going to continue to feed into it uh, too much longer, man. But look, Eric Bieniemy is the man here in D.C. I'm excited for him to be pushing buttons next year for this offense. I personally think it's a slam dunk hire, and I can't wait to see what it looks like. The big thing for me, and what immediately starts running through my head when it becomes official uh, on Saturday afternoon that Eric Bieniemy is going to be the guy uh, in D.C., I immediately start thinking about who stands to benefit the most from Eric Bieniemy being brought in, right? Because we all know the track record and history that Eric Bieniemy has. Being the offensive coordinator in Kansas City for the past five seasons, two Super Bowls, uh working directly with Patrick Mahomes, who's turned himself into one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history. He's got a track record of working with Adrian Peterson in Minnesota. I mean, this is a guy in Eric Bieniemy who's done it before at the highest level. So the fact that he's coming here to Washington, I think there are a few guys 
uh, that stand to benefit. Arif Hassan of the Pro Football Network joined the B. Mitch and Finley program uh, last Friday on 106.7 The Fan and had this to say about the impact that Eric Bieniemy is going to have on Sam Howell. Take a listen. To me, there's a lot there that you can take advantage of that we've seen some of these other Andy Reid-style offenses around the league take advantage of. First, I mean, he's a really, really good athlete. He was, I think, third in the NFL when you take away – third in uh, in the FBS, sorry. When you take away those sacks that the NCAA count as running plays, he was third in total rushing yards. He was third in yards per attempt among quarterbacks. Uh, He was second in broken tackles uh, as a runner. I mean, he is a remarkable athlete athlete and uh, North Carolina allowed him to feature that and I think that in Eric the enemy offense like a lot of Andy Reid offenses you can go back to Michael Vick and Donovan McNabb or you can go to Mike Kafka with Daniel Jones they featured that kind of athleticism as an asset that they want to use so I think we'll see a lot of that Howell of course played in an RPO style system with Larry Fedora at North Carolina that system makes reads a little bit easier and so it's kind of difficult to get a good read on what that quarterback can do with a full field but I think they'll implement a lot of those RPOs maybe include classic read options to make Sam Howell's athleticism be something. If they can fix his release, which is kind of looping kind of long, I think they also want to implement a timing-oriented offense that's going to take advantage of what players like Terry McLaurin can do after the catch. I mean, he's really comfortable just taking the ball right off the snap and throwing it right away, one two-step drop. And I think that that's something that they want to maximize inside the Washington offense. That is Arif Hassan of the Pro Football Network. He hopped on with B. Mitch and Finley over on our sister station, 106.7 The Fan, last Friday. And the reason I played that audio, man, I'm trying to figure out, and I immediately started thinking when E.B. gets hired, who does the hire benefit the most, right? We know Washington's got a litany of offensive weapons. For me, man, I'll start off with the quarterback, Sam Howell. You heard what Arif had to say. I completely agree with everything that Arif Hassan said. Eric Bieniemy and his ability to get the most out of his guys, right, and to not try to force square pegs in around holes, I think is what's going to ultimately uh, benefit Sam Howell. Sam Howell impressed us during training camp, right? I-, I was impressed by it. I know a lot of the media members were impressed by it. His teammates were impressed by it. But think about this. We were impressed by Sam Howell running an offense that he had no damn business playing in, quite frankly. Let's be honest. The offense that Sam Howell ran during the summer and the offense that he was running during the year when he was the backup did not play to his strengths at all. Imagine Sam Howell in an offense that's tailor-made to fit his strengths. And that's why I'm so excited about Eric Bieniemy coming here to town because I know through hell or high water, one thing that Eric Bieniemy is going to do, in addition to cussing all the damn players out, <laughs> is Eric Bieniemy is going to make sure his guys are put in the best position to be successful. He is going to constantly play to their strengths. And when you're talking about Sam Howell and why Washington was confident rolling the dice with him going into next year, I think bringing Eric Bieniemy in only increases the likelihood that you're going to get the return on your investment, so to speak, when it comes to Sam Howell. Because we all know it. Fifth-round pick but clearly had first and second round tools and traits, right? According to every pundit out there in the draft world. Hell, even when Washington originally drafted Sam Howell, he was considered the best value pick of last year's draft. Now, my expectations for him in this offense next year, I think 
best case scenario, if everything goes as planned this offseason for Washington, we see Sam Howe develop into a top 14 to 16 quarterback in the National Football League. And think about it. That's all you really need out of Sam Howe, right? Is for him to end up being the 14th to 16th best guy in the league. Because make no mistake about it, the Washington Commanders last year were league average play away at the quarterback position from being a 10-11 win football team. That's not me being biased. That's just me speaking facts, right? So if Sam Howe can give you any type of upgrade over Taylor Heineke or Carson Wentz, I think you get a clear-cut return on your investment. I do think, though, that Sam Howell is going to be one of the big beneficiaries of Eric Bieniemy being brought here to D.C. The other guy, the other guy who I really think stands to benefit the most from Eric Bieniemy being here uh, in D.C. with Washington and the Commanders is wide receiver Terry McLaurin. For one simple reason. How many times last year, Paulie, G from the shop, Jonesy, all the regulars that call in here, AP, Everybody that calls in here, how frustrated were we last year watching this football team? We'll be three quarters into the damn football game, and Terry McLaurin don't even got a target. Don't even got a target. Ain't even looking his way. Ain't doing nothing to design him to get open or nothing. Complete negligence from our offensive coordinator last year. You don't got to worry about that with Eric Bieniemy. That's what he specializes in. Think about the Kansas City Chiefs and the narrative surrounding that football team this offseason. Oh, they traded Tyreek Hill. Uh, the offense is going to take a step back. The, the rest of the AFC West got that much better. How can we possibly, how can we possibly see the Chiefs remain on top? Eric Bieniemy said, hold my beer. Think about it. Everybody and their mothers, when going up against the Kansas City Chiefs, clearly understands that that offense runs through Travis Kelsey. Still, despite that being common knowledge to their opponents, Eric Bieniemy, week in and week out, is able to scheme things up to where Travis Kelsey, even though you know he's getting the damn football, still schemes him open. Still schemes him open. There's nothing you can do to stop that Kansas City offense from targeting Travis Kelsey. Be a stark contrast to what we saw last year uh, with Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin only had double-digit targets in two games this year. Are you kidding? So... There we go. There were more games that he had under five targets. And that just that just speaks to it, man. If you can, Eminem, how many double-digit uh, target games did Kelsey have? If you could look that up for me real quick. But that's – Eminem brings up a great point. Like, that just speaks to what I'm saying here. When we're talking about who are the biggest beneficiaries of Eric Bieniemy coming here to town, I immediately think of the quarterback because I know what EB is going to be able to do for him. And then I look at wide receiver Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin, clear-cut, the best offensive player on this football team. There's an argument to be made. He's a top-10 wide receiver in the sport, right? It's it's a shame that they were only able to get him the ball as little as they were last year. It's a shame that we were going entire halves without him touching the football. Kelsey had six games with double-digit targets and two more games with nine targets. There you go. And there's a reason that they've had success in that offense. Because that's what the name of the game is. Everybody wants to complicate the game of football and make it more difficult than it really needs to be. The name of the game on offense is to put the ball in your best player's hands and you live with the damn outcome, right? That's what the NFL is about. That is what professional sports is about. 
Scott Turner, though, last year, that eluded him. He tried to get cute, tried to get sexy, tried to get outside of his character. And guess what? He lost his job because of it. Wow. Eminem, you'll be interested in this. The cuts keep on coming here. Uh, We had news earlier before we uh, came into this segment uh, that the Tennessee Titans were parting ways with left tackle Taylor Lewan. Uh, So that officially did happen. He'll be a a free agent at the tackle spot. Immediately, to me, jumps to the top of the free agent tackle list. And then we just found out via my man Jordan Schultz over at the score, the Titans not done purging. They just cut wide receiver Robert Woods as well. So another big-time name at the receiver position set to hit the open market. Another name I'm interested in, Eminem, I think we were talking about this earlier, or maybe it was a drab I was talking about this earlier with. The Titans clearly purging out there, trying to save some money in Tennessee. Ryan Tannehill's a name that I could see potentially, you know, being moved this offseason. He's got no more guaranteed money left on his deal, and I believe if Tennessee moves on from him, they'd have a pretty, pretty nice savings uh, attached to that. And when you couple that on top of the fact that they drafted Malik Willis last year, maybe this is maybe this is the Titans saying, hey, look, we're about to go all in with Freaky Leaky. But back to Washington and Eric Bieniemy. I want to hit the phones on this too. 301 230 0980 is the number here on the Burgundy and Gold today. You can tweet at me as well, at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Eric Bieniemy on Friday officially hired uh, as the Washington Commanders' next offensive coordinator. Who stands to benefit the most from Eric Bieniemy being brought here to D.C.? We'll take your calls next. This is Team 980. It's Burgundy and Gold today, Team 980, always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. Youngest in charge, moving Linnell Willingham, taking up the 3 o'clock here on this Wednesday edition of the Burgundy and Gold today. Talking all things Washington Commanders right now. Eric Bieniemy officially named the offensive coordinator over the weekend here in D.C. And immediately it got me thinking about X's and O's. I know I'm a film junkie and I know I'm all about the offense and X's and O's and how we get guys to football. It got me thinking, man, with Eric Bieniemy being brought here on staff, who stands to benefit the most that's already on the Washington Commanders roster? We let you hear from Arif Hassan of the Pro Football Network earlier. Uh, he talked about Sam Howell and the potential fit that he's going to have in this offense. I mentioned Terry McLaurin, and Eminem gave us some stellar stats earlier about just how frequent the Kansas City Chiefs were getting Travis Kelsey the football, Right. And a lot, I know a lot of it has to do with Patrick Mahomes and him having the wherewithal and understanding that, hey, look, 87 is our best weapon. Let me get him the ball. Stark contrast to what we've seen here in Washington. I remember how frustrating it was last year at times. We're going into the fourth quarter of football games, and Terry McLaurin only has one reception. I remember a couple of games last year, you go into halftime. Terry McLaurin doesn't even have a target. So clearly for Washington, Eric Bieniemy coming here, to me, if Sam Howell can get it right at the quarterback position, and if they can improve this offensive line through free agency in the draft, the one thing I do know that Eric Bieniemy specializes in, he's going to get his best players to football. And that's that's sometimes what I think is lost upon people here in the National Football League. I understand you want to draw up the best route concepts. I understand you want to be the most innovative offense, but at the end of the day, all it's about in this league is getting your best players the football in their hands on a consistent basis. That's it. That's it. And there's no excuse for it here in D.C. And that was one of the reasons why, to me, Scott Turner got fired. 
he consistently was not getting the best players the football. I know Scott don't play quarterback. I get that. I know Scott don't block. But, man, at some point, you got to dump things down a little bit and throw him a slant. Throw him a quick out. Do something to get him the football in his hands. I know with Eric Bieniemy here in town, we're not going to have to worry about that. I want to hit the phones on this, though. 1-800, excuse me, 301-230-0980 is the number. You can tweet at me as well, at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Eric Bieniemy officially hired here as the new offensive coordinator in D.C. Who stands to benefit the most from his arrival? I gave you Terry McLaurin. I gave you Sam Howell. I got one more for you before we hit the phones. Two guys. Curtis Samuel and Antonio Gibson. Now, the reason I talk about those two guys is, to me, Curtis Clearcut is the guy to me. When you want to talk about the members of this Washington Commanders offense who are best with the football in their hands after letting us down in his first season here out of free agency, Curtis Samuel last year, not only does, it play, does he play in all 17 games, but clearly proved himself to be a very valuable weapon for this Washington Commanders offense. His ability to make guys miss in open space, his short area quickness, I think is the reason Scott Turner coveted him so much. I know a lot of us look at the old Debo Samuel role and wanting to run him in between the tackles. The hell with all of that. I don't need Curtis Samuel being a running back. I got Antonio Gibson. I got Brian Robinson. What I need is kind of like Arif Hassan alluded to. The ability for Washington to capitalize on their receiver's ability to run after the catch, which is why Arif Hassan said, look, I expect them to implement a lot of quick game. That plays to the strengths of Sam Howell and the rest of the guys on this offense. But to me, though, man, Curtis Samuel, Curtis Samuel is somebody that next year, if they use him properly, boy, you're getting him at a discount at this point, right? You're getting him at a discounted rate. Think about that. This cap hits only $10 million next year. If you get him the football in space with the opportunity to make plays, he's one of the most deadly weapons to me, not only just here in Washington, but maybe the entire National Football League. Curtis Samuel is oozing with talent. It's about putting him in the right offensive system to maximize that talent. 301-230-0980 is the number here on the Burgundy and Gold today. With Eric Bieniemy now being named the offensive coordinator here in Washington. Who stands to benefit the most from Eric Bieniemy's hire? Let's go to Robert out in Eastern Shore. What's going on, Robert? Yes. Good afternoon, Linnell. How you doing, uh, buddy? If I'm okay, if the Washington Commanders do not um, release Logan Thomas or move on from him, I think Cole Turner has an outstanding chance of benefiting because Eric Bieniemy knew the. Um, the value of a tight end and an offense. He had Antonio Gates in San Diego. He had Travis Kelsey in Kansas City. Yep. And, of course, Ron Rivera had Greg Olson during his tenure with Carolina. So I don't want to compare Cole Turner to Travis Kelsey or Antonio Gates or even Jordan Reed, but I think he could scheme up some tight end plays to help Cole Turner if Logan Thomas doesn't get uh, re-signed or – um, doesn't get released. Robert, by the team. you are you Robert. You're the early candidate for caller of the day. That is an excellent point, and I, I'll, I'll screenshot it and post it on Twitter if you don't believe me, my man. The next guy on my list was not only Cole Turner but Armani Rogers as well. And I think 
Robert makes a hell of a point. Think about the high volume of targets that we've seen the tight end get in this Andy Reid offense. I know Travis Kelsey is a special cat, but even when he was in Philadelphia, Brent Selleck got the ball a lot. Dallas Goddard gets the ball a lot. It's a staple of this Andy Reid offense is making sure the tight end is featured. Now, Robert said he didn't want to compare Cole Turner to a Jordan Reed or to a Travis Kelsey or to an Antonio Gates. I completely understand that. I'm not going to speak in hyperboles and say he's anywhere near close uh, to those guys. But, man, I got the opportunity to be out there boots on the ground at training camp this past year, this past summer. Think about this. Jahan Dotson, throughout all the training camp, was really the number one target of Carson Wentz because Terry McLaurin uh, had yet to get on the same page with him because he held out during the spring. So Jahan Dotson was the one seeing the most of the targets. Coming in a close second, though, and a guy that Carson Wentz had the best rapport with, it was rookie tight end Cole Turner. He was turning heads on a daily basis out there at training camp, especially when they were getting to the red zone. You would have those red zone periods where you're trying to work on your stuff. Cole Turner stuck out like a sore thumb. His ability to high point the football, his ability to understand leverage. The kid's special, man. I'm not trying to overstate this. Cole Turner is going to be a problem next year when he gets healthy. Because nobody ever questioned Cole Turner's ability as a receiver. A lot of folks thought his, his frame was a little lean, and they wondered how tough he would be as a competitor in the run game trying to block folks. Crazy thing is, man, Scott Turner last year in this offense, it's almost like they exclusively used Cole Turner as a blocker. So many times last year was he the guy in motion providing the lead block for Brian Robinson. They call it a sift in the National Football League. That sift block. He specialized in it. I love, love, love that about Cole Turner. He's a bona fide tough ass. He's going to go out and compete, and that's what you need from your tight end spot. So I do think he stands to benefit as well. Armani Rogers too. Armani Rogers to me, is the more athletic of the two. Obviously, Cole Turner's got the bigger frame and is a bigger body cat. But you saw it in the Jacksonville game. You saw it in a couple other games. Armani Rodgers and his ability to do damage after the catch. You talk about John Bates. You talk about Cole Turner. You talk about Armani Rodgers. Looks like you got a pretty damn good tight end room. I know Logan Thomas is the guy that's up in the air right now. If I had it my way, if we're doing it youngest in charge movement style, pack your bags, Logan Thomas. You're not here by the time the season starts. And look, it's no shade on Logan Thomas. At some point, you just got to move on from guys. 301 230 0980 is the number here on the Burgundy and Gold today. Coming up in about 25 minutes, Doug Farrar of USA Today's Touchdown Wire set to join the show. He wrote a very excellent piece on Eric Bieniemy and what we can expect from that EB-led offense here in D.C. Uh, right now, though, I want to hit the phones, 301-230-0980. Derek's in Capitol Heights. What's going on, Derek? Hey, what's going on, man? Going um, on, appreciate you Letting me chime in. Um, not to derail your conversation, mm-hmm. but I have to comment on LaShawn McCoy. Um, <laughs> when I first heard the comments, it was audio only, so mm-hmm. I didn't even know who it was. And my first reaction, you know how they say your first reaction is the right reaction. Mm-hmm. I was like, who is this clown? Yeah. And then once I found out who it was, as you said, that made it more worse. Like, your fellow brother... Um, and to me, he clearly had an agenda which fell flat on his face. It won't work. 
But um, I agree with your first call as far as what the enemy brings to the offense. Tight ends all day. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Hey, Derek, I appreciate no the call, my man. Keep tapping that with me. All right. Look, I, I think Derek, uh, he went back to the LaShawn McCoy stuff. And I, if you're just tuning into the show now and you got the Odyssey app, make sure you use the Odyssey Rewind feature. Go back to the top of the show. I went off on LaShawn McCoy uh, and Emmanuel Acho. I, I feel bad about what I said about Acho, though, Eminem, because I'm looking like, I mean, I shouldn't feel bad. I probably don't feel bad, but he is a bum. You played in the, in the league two years as a linebacker. You only could compile 22 tackles. Like, come on, bro. And they gave him a platform to let him speak. Tippy's in week. What's going on, Tippy? Big L, great show, man. Thanks for taking you. my call. Long time no Shout here, man. I'm glad, glad to hear from you, Tippy. Yeah, I'm around. Shout out to Eminem. Appreciate him. Hey, Robert and Derek kind of stole my thunder a little bit mm-hmm. because tight end is everything in the pros. In college, high school, it's just there, but the pros are so competitive. You've got to have that tight end. And I tell you, I really like Amani Rogers. Yeah. I just think that you need someone. I don't think the other kids have enough speed, really, to uh, bust it open. And uh, I can agree Amani's with that. there. And as far as, uh, man, it's a great hire with the enemy. As far as him yelling at people, you know, the the ballerina academy is right up the road. They won't <laughs> yell at you there. Right. Just go ahead and sign on up if you don't like it. I come from the day when they grab you by the face. Come on, man, tip the priest to him, man. you upside the head with a slap. You know, you, this is football, man. And uh, also, I think the enemy, I really like number two. And uh, I think they ought to utilize him a little more. I'm talking about Deami Brown. Yes, he's the fastest yeah. guy on the team. Speed kills, man. Speed you definitely know what I'm does saying? kill. I appreciate the call, Tippy. Look, it, it's real. Uh, appreciate you all chiming in. I, I agree with what Tippy said about De'Ami Brown and how they could use him more. I thought we were going to see it in that uh, Week 18 game against Dallas because Sam Howe was getting the start, and you know that's his boy from college. But I, I damn sure expect De'Ami Brown to have an increased role uh, next year in this offense. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll take a look at Doug Farrar's article from the USA Today's Touchdown Wire about what we can expect uh, from this Eric Bieniemy offense. Don't go anywhere. It's Team 980. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color, starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. 
The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.